This time on Matters. Shows that stuck the landing. The Isley Brothers. All this and more on an exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world. Why, if it isn't Matt Rose. Whoop, whoop. What's up, family? <laughs> How's it going, Maddie? It's going pretty good. I'm very, um, very happy to be recording Matters again. It's yeah, been a too. minute. Yeah. Um, we had the technical issue we discovered last week's episode. In last week's episode. Oh, no, it was two weeks ago. However long ago yeah, it, it was, was, it was a while. It was a while back. We discovered it, and it was like, oh, oh shit, oh no, yeah, oh no. I'm, we I'm, haven't had an are, episode in three months. We are sorry, everybody. So, um, yeah, we're we're back in saddle again. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, before the recorder started, I had asked Matt if he had seen the last episode of The Good Place. I I indeed have watched the last episode. So, spoilers for The Good Place coming up. If you've not watched it, if you haven't watched it. It's four seasons, pretty easy watch. Pretty much all of it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's and great. It is absolutely delightful. But we're going to talk about it regardless and probably not talk too much about the episode itself or the season itself. Yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of spoilers except for the actual last episode. <laughs> so, I've been I've been watching it and they really stuck the landing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and and for for people, other people that I know that have watched it. And it's a very difficult thing to do with a show like that. But I know the showrunner and writer, Mike Mar- sure? Mike Schull? Mike Mike sure. sure, yes. He is the guy that did Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. He also did something else, and I can't remember what that is. But it was also pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about last episode's of shows and that it's a kind of difficult thing to do correctly. And we might have talked about it in the past, but I think it's worth revisiting what TV shows in your recollection have really stuck the landing and given a satisfying closure. The Office. He did The Office. Yeah. Okay. He did so, The Office with Greg Daniels. So he did The Office. He did Parks and Rec. Yeah. And he did... Wow, the good he place. can just retire, like go out on 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 top, man. Um, also, he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he's forty four years old, so he's right around our age. Look at him, yeah, man, making Michigan proud, making Michigan proud. <laughs> There's so much Michigan in the good place. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It is because Kristen it. Bell's from here. Yep. She's from Gross Plymouth? Point. Oh, I thought she was from Plymouth. Oh, it might be Plymouth. Or no, no, no. Um, no, no. Dax Shepard is from Plymouth. Right. I think she grew up in Gross Point and Huntington Woods. She did grow up in Huntington Woods because uh, one of my ex-girlfriends went to the same Catholic school as her. Hilarious. <laughs> or high school, whatever it was. I don't know. And then uh, Mary Beth Monroe, uh, mm-hmm. Second City, Detroit. Uh, isn't uh, Mike, Mark Evan Jackson from He's Michigan? from St. Louis, but he cut his comedy teeth in uh, Second City, Detroit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I thought he was from here, but I, yeah, I knew I knew that he had some tie. To yeah, he's a he's considers himself a Detroiter. Oh, nice! It is his second home, Pretty as nice. he as he calls it. And I, I, I've loved the characters. Mm-hmm. I've loved the conceit of the show, 
and I love how they get there because as somebody who still identifies as Christian, the big thing with heaven for, for people that are not mm-hmm. is that how can you be in someplace perfect forever that and, seems untenable? Yeah. And that is the question that they dare to ask and answer in the show. And it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I, I really, there wasn't, as somebody who is also not, and what am I trying to say? As somebody who doesn't blindly follow their faith, but questions their faith and treats it as something that I learn and grow in mm-hmm. over time, I'm not offended by that type of stuff. Where some yeah. people could be. And some, be I'm, like, I'm sure that some people really had their underwear in a twist. I'm sure of it. But that's everything right now. Like, we're in the yeah, age of... It, yeah, it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no, it does not matter. But I, I loved it, too. And, you know, I will freely admit to anyone who asks, oh, I teared up multiple times at everybody making the decision on yep. when they were going to go. That was really difficult for me. Yeah. And it's handled... Chidi especially, though. Yeah. It's handled so beautifully, so check it out. But with what shows... Now, Mike Schur has said that during seasons two and three, he realized that they were done at four. Mm-hmm. It was their decision to stop the show, not NBC's. Right. NBC probably would have been happy with another two. Yeah, throwing money at it until it stopped making money. Correct. They would have been happy with another two, three seasons. But him as the showrunner and as somebody who's done TV for as long as he has now was like, nope, this is done. And this is the best way to end it. Yeah. And I mean, I I have watched all the shows that we mentioned before. You know, I loved The Office. I loved Parks and Rec. And I, I loved Good Place. And I don't think that any of his shows really outstayed their welcome. I would I would posit that The Office it, slightly did. Um, there were parts where it was very soggy in the middle, but you know what? Sometimes a good chocolate chip cookie has to be soggy in the middle, Matt. That's right, baby. <laughs> um, but I I thought that they also stuck the landing pretty well, where they they finally aired the documentary. Yes, that is true. Like they, they like they, they brought everything back. Um, the last episode with Michael Scott was nice. was a punch. Yeah, like that was that was for someone who watched from you know from almost the beginning. Like that was a a great episode when he like when Pam goes to the airport and he's there, and then we have no idea what he said to her, and it was it was you know I mean it was it was a little lost in translation, but it was still great. I felt like Parks and Rec had a really nice landing as well. Yeah. So he's he's three for three. Yeah. Let's, let's give it to him. Let's give yeah. him three for three. Very, very good. Very good. Breaking Bad was one that you brought up during our yes. conversation. Yeah, they, man, they just punched you in the face with the landing. That was that was insane. I There's not a moment that I think about that show and, and think to myself that uh, it's, it doesn't hold up. I, no, when, it does. When El, Cam- <laughs> when El Camino came out, I rewatched... I still haven't seen El Camino. Great. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. I think it is not trying to be Breaking Bad. It is just following Jesse's story post. Mm-hmm. It is a nice post script. Nice. And it lives and dies on its own. Mm-hmm. And that's not a spoiler or is it? So 
You don't have to worry about it. It is worth seeing. It is good. It feels like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like tacked on. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Now, you have not watched Better Call Saul, right? No. and I like Better Call Saul. I can't wait for it to come back. That is one that I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. Like Mindhunter on Netflix. Yeah. yeah is a yeah, show yeah. that I know eventually I will watch. Yeah. And it's great. But I'm just not in the headspace for it. And that's Breaking Bad. I, w- I didn't start watching until the thir- end of the third season. Oh, I didn't start watching until it was over. Yeah, like, m- yeah, maybe midway through. You know, I think that was the first show that I really binged was was Breaking Bad. And then after that, it was like, huh, Stranger Things? What is this? Because right. I was one of the people that... Like was flipping through and saw Stranger Things the second it came out, and I was like, "Huh, well, that looks kind of like an '80s thing. I'll see what this is." I remember <laughs> you saw it and you were like, "Watch it!" And then Catherine's sister came over, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Heard about it too?" Mm-hmm. And then we binged pretty much the whole thing. Like that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was one of the first shows that I'll the I'll tell you the first one that we binged. What's that? The first season of Downton Abbey. <laughs> no joke no I, I my mom and my sister love downton abbey i was like no way mm-hmm. am i going to watch this show <laughs> Catherine was like well let's watch one and if you hate it we'll be done mm-hmm. and it's so well, you'll be done she'll still watch it <laughs> right i'll be done like i get to yeah, tag yeah, out yeah, and yeah, i'll go yeah, somewhere yeah. else it was so charming but it was also so fascinating mm-hmm. i think the first season could have been it they didn't really need to go further than the first season because mm-hmm. it just turns into a terrible melodrama after that mm-hmm. not terrible that's too harsh but it, it turns into a melodrama it doesn't have the magic that that first season does right in the first season world war one hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. and world war one changes everything including the quality of the show. <laughs> so it is not my favorite post-season one, but season mm-hmm. one is unfucking touchable baby. It's a great season. Good, good. Um, I, I mentioned a show to you uh, that while it didn't know this was its only season, still just untouchable. Freaks and geeks. Discos and Dragons, man. That fucking episode kills it. And it's just so perfectly 1981 um, where Daniel plays Dungeons and Dragons with the nerds because he is forced to be on the AV club. Yes. Uh and Lindsay is like sixty percent on her way to being a hippie, right? So she and Kim decide to run away with the hippies while Lindsay is supposed to be at U of M at a academic conference for kids who are going to go to college. I don't know, nerds. Just so spot on, so perfect. The only thing 
is when Lindsay goes to the the bus station. You can see mountains in the background, guys. There's, there's no mountains in Michigan. There's there's like Porcupine Mountain, but that is that's like other mountains are like you're not a mountain. <laughs> you're a really big hill. I think yeah. it's like I think it's like three thousand three hundred feet, and it's like eh, not a mountain, not a mountain, dude. <laughs> but I just I, I mean I, I'm I'm of the mind that that is the perfect season of tv freaks and geeks doesn't have a bad episode um every episode hits with at least an eight there's there's not a soggy middle in that season i was very happy with the silicon valley ending i thought the last episode yeah you and and jen hansen talked about that you you said that you were you were both good with how that ended. Yes. They had... Something about rats. That's all I remember. Yes. Well, they had the... Pied Piper and rats. And... Right. They're... Spoiler alerts for Silicon Valley. Sorry. Um, but it's okay. They discover that what they've created can never get launched or there will never be security pers- ever again. Yeah, ever ever again. again. That's what they discover. So they have to fail publicly and fail hard. Mm-hmm. And they do. And it, the, the, and it's basically they build a different type of internet that's built into cell phones. So the cell phone companies are going to integrate it, but they patch in this issue into the cell phones that make them emit an ultrasonic frequency that causes rats to swarm to the sound source. <laughs> So it, it truly is a Pied Piper moment. But what's amazing is they go through, it, it is done in retrospect as it has already been completed. Mm-hmm. The The failure has already happened and what happens post-failure. Mm-hmm. And the end of the show is with Middle Ditch. And he's like, I have a USB stick of what we had. Would you like to see what it was? And it's him searching his office, trying to find it, and he can't find it. Mm-hmm. And the last bit of it is like, where is it? And lights. <laughs> and it's kind of like, that makes sense. Because that that show was nerd entourage. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've described it like that yeah, you, a, yeah, a, a yeah. few times. But it really was like, my. I've watched more entourage than I'd like to admit. Ugh. But Entourage was the king of, like, I've got problems. No problems now, bro. It would be like, <laughs> I mean, everything was deus ex machina. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just be like, I don't know, Vinny. I don't think you're ever going to get another movie. And that's the truth. I'm glad we had that, wait a minute, phone call. What? No. James Cameron. Aquaman. Aquaman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're on cocaine? Uh, it looks like this is the end of Vinny's career. Wait a minute. <laughs> Got that phone call. Thanks, E. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I hate that show. <laughs> That's why I never watched it. I don't I don't know why I started watching it. I will say um Dexter didn't stick the landing and probably should have ended two seasons before it did. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that should have ended before they did, but yeah. Well, that's the problem with American TV, you know, like mm-hmm. they keep are like, hey, there's money. Yeah. 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 I keep making TV. 
It's pretty cool. I was disappointed by Game of Thrones. I know you were. Yeah. I I wasn't crazy about the ending of of Game of Thrones. There were parts I really liked about the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can definitely understand why people were not happy about that last episode or the, about that last season. Then um I know the ones that I well cheers yeah cheers definitely. I felt at the time really stuck the landing mm-hmm. and was was a really beautiful out. I know that the show itself has some problems on reviewing just because it's of the time. It's from the what, 80s. What, like, like Sam and his womanizing? Sam or? and his womanizing and how everybody's kind of like, oh, you scamp. And yeah. then, like, yeah. homosexuals on the show aren't... I mean, in the 80s, homosexuals were pretty we're, much were the... a punchline, yeah. Yeah. So that stuff doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, I mean, shit. Try to watch soap. Look, <laughs> at, look at Billy Crystal, man. It, it, and, I mean, I think that, honestly... For the time, I think that was a pretty nuanced right, take, take. <laughs> on, on gay people. Like, it, yeah, yeah. I don't know many, other, like, I think. Are, like, we, are we looping in syndicated TV with this? Are we looping in animated TV well, where where would you go with because that? Because I will tell you what I think fucking crushed the landing was Batman: Brave and the Bold, which was at first like this this throwaway cartoon where um, Diedrich Bader is the voice of Batman, awesome. and it's like really hammy. Um, but also the people who wrote it really knew the comics, and. The last episode, like they they used Batmite a bunch of times, uh, and Batmite was was voiced by Paul Rubens, and Batmite is like Mister Mixius Spitlick, uh, where he's like an imp from another dimension who can who can change reality and who d- basically just wants to harass Batman uh, because it's fun for him. And that last episode broke the fourth wall so hard, but was just. Like I mean, it was basically like a thank you to the fans for watching, but it was it's just when I watched it, I was like, "Oh man, they fucking crushed it!" So I was I was extremely happy with the ending of that because it was I mean it really was it was it was a funny show. Um, they never got into really heady topics that much, and they always had like a thread that would be keeping a season together. Where it was like the last thirty seconds of an episode, you'd you'd see something and it's like, oh shit, are they bringing Starro into this? And then a couple episodes later, you're like, oh yeah, they're bringing Starro into this. <laughs> and then the last episode, all the things culminate and they fight Starro. Like it, I really ended up loving the series and that the last, geez, I think the last two or three episodes were just fucking crushed it because the one. I think the the penultimate was all the merchandising for Batman where he was like they had him riding like a neon sled and stuff and he's like why am I riding this? It was it was great. It was it was that was something that I thought really did a great job. But there I mean, you know, 
anything that Bruce Tim ever ever did in the DC universe, I was like, nope, I'm good with that. The the last episode of Justice League where Superman gives this monologue. Like Batman avoids the omega beams from Darkseid and Darkseid's like the fuck. And then Bat or uh, then Superman gives this monologue about how his entire life he's been terrified of living in a house of cards and that any wrong move can can hurt people. It can kill people. It can topple buildings. But you, you can take it. And he hits Darkseid as hard as he can. And he knocks him like city blocks. And you just see him go, pump, pump, pump through buildings. And it was like, yeah! (laughs) And then all all the Justice League. And it's like, you've got the original seven. And then you've got... Fire, you've got ice, you've got hawk, dove, you've got shining knight and atom smasher. You've got all these like ancillary characters all unite to fight with villains who are all fighting the the invasion from um Dark Side and Apocalypse. And so they they send them all back, they win, and then the heroes turn to the villains and they're like We'll give you a head start. <laughs> and so the villains are like, and Let's then they go. run. Yeah. And then it's just all the heroes running towards the screen and you like get to see all the heroes and it's like, oh, 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 I I loved, I loved Justice League Unlimited's ending. And I mean, Justice League turned into Justice League Unlimited, yeah. um, but that had a good ending too. Uh, now, one that I remember seeing when I was a kid was MASH. Yes. So Long and Farewell, I think, was the last So episode. Long, Farewell, and Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know that because I just put in mm-hmm. 50. Uh, I was like, what was the best TV endings? ending ever? And but, yeah, but I mean, doesn't it's doesn't 11 somebody seasons. die? Um, like the, pl- the, the helicopter goes down, right? No, not in that episode. Oh, was that the, was that the one before the end? They kill uh, Henry Blake in a helicopter crash. Mm. I thought that was in. I thought that no. Was in the the, in the final episode, um, Hawkeye, I believe it's Hawkeye, doesn't want anybody saying goodbye. Oh, so he avoids everybody. He just doesn't want anybody to say goodbye to him. And then, in Stones, when the helicopter goes up, mm-hmm. BJ writes goodbye. In stones, oh. as the helicopters flying away, I, th- I might have the the characters might be reversed, but I think <laughs> it's Hawkeye. And also, that's the real bummer episode where it's the um, it's the trolley problem. But um, oh, really? But it's the chicken version. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, would you kill a chicken if it meant that it would save your life? But it wasn't mm-hmm. a chicken; it was a baby. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was all like it's. It's a tough fucking episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, MASH was a tough show. Like they, you know, there'd be jokes. I don't know why they had a laugh track, but there, you know, there'd be, there'd be jokes. Yeah, there was, there was a laugh track on that. Um, I think because if they didn't have the laugh track, I mean, I'm a hundred percent against laugh tracks, but I think that that was for that time that show needed a laugh track you know that was 
I think that the show started during Vietnam. Yeah, I think so. well, it was 11 season and ended in 80 82. Yeah. 82 83. Let's see. Checking so if it wasn't during, it was directly uh, it, after. It aired February 28th, 1983. Bam, 83. But yeah, th- so it was very fresh in people's minds. Yeah. Um. So in Asia, surgical hospital, bad things happening. I think that people. Yeah. You know, just so people could be reminded it was a comedy, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was at times well, a little heady, you know, it, 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 at times it had its. It definitely was not pro-war. No, definitely not. But I think anyone who ever worked in, a, you know, a military surgical hospital would be like, you know what? I don't I don't like uh, war. It's bad. <laughs> so here's one for you. I never watched The Sopranos. Neither. I've watched two episodes of The Sopranos. So I think it was Garrett recently tweeted like... Fuller? Yeah. That he watched some and he just couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I get it, but it's a little too 90s for me. Mm. It's a little too... Uh, Early 2000s. But I know, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, it's just a little, it's off for me. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like you all had a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like same with Battlestar Galactica. I didn't watch the the newest mm-hmm. one. The latest I know which one. one you meant. Never watched that, but I hear that. Had I, I didn't either. Family. And like, yeah, like I, I know that a lot of people really loved that show. I mean, people still say frack and it's like, just. Just swear you're an adult now. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no one's gonna judge you. I'm just going through the ones that they have here. Mm-hmm. I never saw Six Feet Under. Uh, I saw a couple episodes. I, I I understand that the the way how you find out how everybody died, like basically the like denouement of the of the, the series, it was good. Like was I don't think that everyone liked how everyone died, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, The Wire. Never watched that, but I know that that is. I never to be. watched that, but I mean, fuck, talk to Hanson. Yeah, <laughs> she'll, sh- she'll be like, "You should. What? You didn't watch that show? Like, I'm afraid she's gonna hit me if I tell her I didn't watch the, the show. Shield. I never watched that. Never watched the Shield either. Friday Night Lights. I never watched. Never watched that. It's, it's sports. Thing. Chuck. Never what? watched that. No, I have to. I I watched the first two seasons, and then it was like, oh, now he's a computer. Uh, jeez. It's this or like the other things I have in my DVR. No, I'm good. I'm I'm just gonna stop. Thirty Rock. I never watched that last season. Oh, no, I can see I can see Thirty Rock, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. I never watched Mad Men. Me neither. Review, review. I would love to. I. What is a review? So it's Andy Daly's show, and the conceit is he is doing a review segment or a review show where he will review life events and he will actually do it and in the first season they challenge him to review divorce so he divorces his wife like it is truly it's it was on comedy central it is the most subversive show that you could ever see he i i mean 
I hope his wife was committed to that bit, man. <laughs> it's not. It's, it was all written. Oh, 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 oh. It oh, wasn't oh. a real show. Oh, oh it was. I thought, it was I thought you. I thought you meant he actually divorced his wife. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no that's no. taking a bit a little too far, my friend. No, that's the that's the conceit of the show is that he will do it. So like, he does cocaine. He does <laughs> um, petty theft. He, he like he reviews all of these things. One of them is pancakes. Like what about pancakes? This pan like review doing the pancake challenge at the pancake house. Oh jeez! And when he does them again, it there is like a blankness in his face <laughs> as he just shoves these pancakes into his mouth. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's 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 wild. It's not. It's a hard show to watch. I would say. But they're saying that the last episode, great. The Leftovers, I watched the first few episodes of The Leftovers. I like that they answered some of the questions, but I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd say that they stuck the landing. Halt and Catch Fire? I have no idea. Never, wa- never watched. The Looks Middle? Good. No, Didn't I never watched middle. And The Americans? Didn't watch The Americans, but I heard that it was good. Yep. <laughs> Too much TV. Yeah, a lot of TV, not a lot of time. Not a ton of time. But I think I I think this is an all-timer ending for good place. Yeah, it was it was really I mean, I'm looking forward to what he does next cuz he yeah. just fucking killed it. He did great. Yeah. Um there's a ton of bad endings. A lot of I've, bad endings. I think uh, it's I because think, they I think, overstay their welcome. Yeah, or or I know that sometimes um, a show will go like two seasons or so, and then the writers are like, uh, uh, and then they're in space. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Well, like, I was listening to the WTF with Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. and he, you know, think what you want to think about Ashton Kutcher, but he was like, he just wrapped up the ranch, like the show is over, mm-hmm. and Mark asked him, you know, you know, was it good? Was it bad? What he was like, we told all the story that we could tell. Yeah, he's like, I've been in the show where all of a sudden I have a chimpanzee robot best friend, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you kind of run out of ideas, mm-hmm. and you kind of run away from who these characters are. Yeah, like I, there's so many YouTube videos that pop up in my recommended about The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You know that really talk about the major turn in what the characters cared for and what they care for now. Now, yeah, and I, I just, I have no interest in watching the show now. Whereas in 1993, it was all I wanted. Oh my to god! Watch. Yeah, it was all I wanted to watch. I think Futurama stuck the landing. Which one? They had more than one landing. <laughs> well, don't they have the one? Isn't the ending where he gets commemorated? Or is his brother that gets commemorated? Or his son? Or his long lost whatever? Oh, geez. I don't. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say they had like three final episodes because there was the one where they were on Fox and then there was the one where they were on Comedy Central and then there was the other one when they were on Comedy Central. So. The crew delivers a package to Luna Park with Fry and Leela both mentioning that this is where they went on their first delivery. 
In the park, they go on a ride called the Mecha Hexadecapus. During the ride, Bender vomits out nuts and bolts, and one of them jams the ride's gears, causing Leela to fly out of the of the ride and out of the park's glass dome and into space. Leela survives, however, the worry of losing her again cements Fry's decision to propose to her. All right. But how does it end? Oh, the world's theirs alone. Fry and Leela conduct their wedding themselves and spend what is, for them, decades romantically wandering the stationary world. So, okay. And I think they have the ability to do it all over again, and then they do. Oh, okay. So it's really sweet. Yeah. It's not as uh, rip your guts out as the episode with the dog. Oh, God, let's just not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember that one. But Simpsons, I'm hearing, is coming to an end. Mm, about time. And it needs to. Yeah, I think it needed I, to 10, 20 years ago, man. And the last episode I saw was on during a, at a bar, mm-hmm. and all it was about was Homer and Marge getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. And <laughs> like, I'm like, it's like uh, no, man, that's not... That's, I'd, but when I see Homer now, I'm just like, I would want to leave this maniac. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a selfish idiot, whereas... In the in the first, jeez, let's let's just say ten years. The first ten years, that wasn't him. He wasn't always a selfish idiot, a bore. He also had those moments that humanized him. That was one of the things that Michael Schur and Greg Daniels did really well with Michael Scott on The Office. Is he's an idiot and an asshole. 85% of the time, but it's that 15% of the time that humanizes him and that makes you remember, all right, Michael's actually kind of a likable person outside of right. when he's being this total asshole. Exactly. And there's this episode where he has to pick up a second job. And so he becomes call center at this place. And suddenly he's no longer the boss. He is the gym of this office and they're sitting there and they're talking um, when they're on a break and it's like all the operators and he's telling them about Die Hard and how like Die Hard 1 awesome he's an everyman Die Hard 2 it's still great but like you know come on Die Hard 3 it's awesome but uh, wrap it up guys and then it's like no once John McClane drives a car up a cliff into a into a helicopter, you lose your believability. You lose your hero. He's no longer an everyman. And he's like going through this this speech, and all all the other people are like, yeah, you get it, Michael, <laughs> because he's no longer this idiot. He's just Michael Scott, right? Guy, yeah, just dude. And like the moments that he had with Daryl, where he was just a human who wanted to be with his girlfriend, and Daryl's like, I get it, dude. Like, or when, like, when he was talking to Jim and he's like, look, dude, sometimes you just have to take a chance. Michael was stupid, but he wasn't stupid. Yeah. And, like, he knew what was going on. And he's just like, dude, sometimes you just have to put that foot out there, you know, and see see if you're going to fall on your face or not. And that's what led to a lot of, you know, a lot of moments for the show. And I... The Simpsons just 
stopped doing that. They stopped yeah. humanizing their characters and they le- they let them become caricatures. Yeah. It lost a lot of heart. Yeah, the, well I mean and that's what made the show. And it, you know, now they're just soulless robots going through economy machine. <laughs> yeah, like when um oh god, who did uh it's a beautiful day, and um, you too. N- no, 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 no. Uh, the um, he did an intro for The Simpsons. Oh, Hertzfelder. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Don Hertzfeld. Um, he he did this that was just insane. Where like Homer has a remote control that can take him backward or forward in time and it takes him like a thousand years into the future where the simpsons are just like these floating squids yes and he just keeps saying i am samson um but in that (laughs) even though they're this these mindless robot squid things they were able to inflect the humanity when homer remembers marge when they were younger that minute and a half what are they doing intro had more soul than the Simpsons from the past 10 years. I am Samson. All right. I think that's a good place to stop. Yes. Uh, We'll be back with more matters after this. Back to matters. You've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. Um, I think I can go first. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. The Isley Brothers. Yeah, I know. We listened to the. We listened to Get Your Guns. Yeah. Because I'm still really enjoying Vinyl Me Please. And I have to say out loud, Vinyl Me Please had a pretty significant problem over the Christmas holiday. And they fucked up. And. Pretty much ate a bag of terrible publicity, terrible social, and didn't really do the right thing. Okay. And then they basically owned up to all of it and worked to fix it. So they were the anti-Blizzard is what you're saying? Yeah, they they really... What they did was something that no company wants to do. They changed their whole order fulfillment system right before Black Friday. Ah, that was a dumb thing to do. (laughs) But they they did risk-reward. They were like, the system that we have right now is completely duct-taped and bubble-gummed. And Mm. we don't know how much longer it can go. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, they they were kind of faced with a tough situation. They they basically had a shit sandwich. Yeah. And uh, the bread was shit as well. (laughs) But I will tell you, I wrote them because I purchased... I think six albums for uh, 
Black Friday because it was like 20 to 30% off. Like it was mm-hmm. a good discount. That's a discount. It was a really good discount. And I got all of them except the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. Um, but they refunded me the Charlie Brown Christmas. And I got them. I've still been getting my monthly records. They've still been doing pretty interesting pre-orders. Mm-hmm. I'm still a customer yeah. and still a fan. But I had ordered on Black Friday this Get Your Guns um, Isley Brothers because they said it was low in stock and a must-have. Yeah, and uh, I'm of the uh, the mind to agree with them on that one. So the things I didn't know about the Isley Brothers is that this was their 15th of 30 albums. Yeah, yeah. And um, that the Beatles had covered them. And I knew that Ice Cube had used the Isley, Isley yeah. Brothers for a good day. For good day yeah. But it was from this album, Get Your Guns. And on a whole, and I, I know that we've talked about format on this show quite a bit, and that I currently am enjoying having uh, vinyl records. Yeah. Vinyl records. It's kind of the same. Uh, <laughs> same, same. But I, I've been enjoying buying records. I do buy modern records, even though I fully understand that they're recorded 100% digitally. Mm-hmm. So there really isn't the difference. Yeah. You know, you would hear from an original. Yeah. Hearing this remastered from the original tapes. Yeah. So an a- an analog format to an analog format. Mm-hmm. It sounds unfucking believable. Yeah. Because it's what it was intended for. Modern records aren't necessarily intended for vinyl. I enjoy unless they record on equipment. Yeah, like the, the Delta third bombers. Man. The Delta bombers will actually record on old equipment. Yeah. So well, a lot of third man recording artists are like cut on tape, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Which which is really cool because bands like that need to be tight because they're probably mm-hmm. going to make all their money through touring mm-hmm. and not necessarily through album sales. Right. That being said, this record is amazing. It's fucking it's, great. It's a great funk record. Yeah. And um, I don't know too many albums that are that solid start to finish that I'm not bored with. Hmm. There's only like six songs on the thing, like six, seven songs. Mm-hmm. And they're all great. Yeah. And I've listened to it multiple times already. It has pretty much become my number one played record. <laughs> And it was pressed. It was pressed at QRP, which is Quality Record Pressings, hmm. which is one of those places that's kind of gotten the audiophile seal Stand of approval. approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's it's a great record. So check out the yeah, Isley Brothers. Uh, get your guns. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. What's going on with you, Maddie? Um. Well, I got my first chicken dinner on PUBG. And it was like, well, this is my free time now. <laughs> um, but I also, you know, I. So a chicken I, dinner, for those who don't know, don't is, know is actually win- winning the round. Yeah, actually winning the round. So um, with PUBG, uh, depending on the level you're playing, depending on, you know, what time you're playing. uh and if you're playing single, if you're playing duo, uh, threesome, or or squadron, um, the the number of people playing changes. But uh, I I actually I was playing squadron because uh, the 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 new season came out last Friday, and so 
I got the update and I was like, oh, this is where they introduced the new map and they introduced like gliders and stuff. Uh, so you can actually fly now. Uh, and some like new weapons and, and stuff like that, like sticky bombs. So I, I played the first round and I was just immediately put in a foursome and it was like, the fuck? But I, you know, just it, didn't really think anything of it because uh, I didn't really know what was going on at first. And then, like, the more I was playing, I was like, oh, shit, I have to go find them on the map. Um, and I started having a lot more fun playing with other people, even if sometimes the other people are dicks. Uh, you know, I just I just tune them out and I try to play with the team. But we actually won on Sunday and I helped. And it was like, all right, good job, Matt. Took that dude out. That game is so hard. It is. It is not the easiest game. The the reticle uh, for shooting, mm-hmm. like very. Like oh, uh, Matt, I have I have played Camp Jackal many times. I have gone and trained with all the scopes, and it's like even with all the times that I've trained, I am still a terrible shot compared to these people. So when I actually take somebody out, I'm like. All right. Okay, it's paying off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 what I've been doing the past like five days or so. It's just grinding hard on uh, on on PUBG. I, you know, like I understand there's problems with the game. I understand there's a lot of problems, a lot of stuff. But considering a whole bunch of other things, uh, you know, I'll I'll just play that instead of engaging with. Bad people, Ins- so. insanity. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, the the eventual authoritarianism that we're heading towards. Yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Uh, uh, I'm preparing for it now with PUBG. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I guess uh, one other thing that I that I wanted to discuss was uh, when my girlfriend was in town and we went to a couple different places. Um, so the inn on Ferry Street is uh, a series of buildings that are hotels in Detroit on on Ferry Street, coincidentally. Uh, They are a couple blocks from the DIA uh, and from like just the museum district in in general. Um, And they are very charming. Uh, Like they're, they're very old. They're like 19th century. So, you know, they're old, but they're very, very well maintained. Um, the, The room that, we got was huge with like a really giant like king size bed and stuff it great it was awesome uh the hotel like they were very accommodating to us they were they they gave us avalon cookies <laughs> which you know if you've never had an avalon bakery cookie i'm they're sorry delicious. for you they are delicious uh but then we had uh we had dinner at the whitney and they were very accommodating, and they put us on the third floor in the ghost bar. Uh, so we had, like, you know, a decent view of the city. The food was great. The um, the, the service was excellent. Uh, the rock and roll was fantastic. Was, was fantastic. The rock and roll was perfect. Uh, then we went to uh, Bad Luck Bar and to Candy Bar. Uh, and the service at Bad Luck Bar and the, the drinks at Bad Luck Bar were better. But we showed up at Candy Bar kind of late in the night, like I think around 1.00. Or so, oh, so wow. and you know it was a Tuesday, so things were slowing down. Uh, so we didn't get quite the stuff that we wanted at Candy Bar, but also we were both 
I think past Good. the point where it was like, yeah, we don't we don't really need. And so this is where we where we got in a bit of an argument where it was like, all right, well, um, I'll call the the lift to take us back to the hotel. It'll be here in a minute. Well, she still had like two thirds of a glass of her drink and she's getting her jacket on. So it was like, well, all right. And so I down it. And then she was like, where did my drink go? Well, but you were you were getting ready. You drank that? There was still a whole bunch left. Well, but you weren't gonna drink it. <laughs> so that led to a that led to some not angry arguments, but it led to like, oh, so that's who you are. Now I know. <laughs> no, that's not who I am. Yeah, no, no, no. You blamed your brother for being a shrimp thief all these decades. You're the shrimp thief, Matt. <laughs> so so I'm not coming out as a shrimp thief. I'm just saying that if you leave your shrimp <laughs> if you leave your shrimp in the fondue pot for too long, I'm gonna take it. I'm a shrimp taker. <laughs> no, I'm I no, I'm just opportunistic, you know. You leave it in there, you don't want it anymore. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna eat it. It was delicious. Food never fun, dude. With shrimps, got news for you. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I've dude with shrimps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I love it. I love it, Medi. Whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> yes, indeed, family. Whoop whoop to you. Oh, the juggalos and juggalettes. Uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of Matters. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Twitter and Facebook. I am Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Crotty Dracula on Facebook. Or not Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can catch us on the next episode of Matters. Matters. The Strain. <laughs> I like you ended it with a question. The Strain. The Strain. Did The Strain land? I liked it. We'll, I don't know if I would say it, like it totally stuck it. But we'll call it it's a okay. stick. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 say that it got like a, like an eight. <laughs> the American judge gives it an eight. His name is Matt. His name is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> It was a good try. It, it was, was a, a solid try. try. Me, me, my, mo, mo. <laughs> me, me, my, mo, mo. Well, now it's, now it's an extra. All right. <laughs> sibilance, sibilance, sibilance.